Hello everyone, this is Gracie, and I've been recording a lot of great interviews lately with self-care experts in the field and people I just think are inspiring, and I have a really good one coming up next week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let that be a little bit of a surprise, but I'm very excited about this guest. In the interim, I thought it might be nice to hear my voice for a second. And I think you can hear the hesitancy in it. It's always like, do I have something to say? I think I do have something to say. We'll see how this goes. I wanted to talk a little bit about choice paralysis because I think that's something that I hear, I hear a lot of my clients going through and, and I feel like myself, I go through it and I'm actually in it right now where I'm trying to make a really big decision about how I want to spend my next year in terms of my, my business and how I want to market myself and where I'm really going with my work. And I'm struck by how challenging it is to be in the space of not knowing our culture really values the security of making a firm decision. And I, I think that part of choice paralysis is, is giving ourselves some time to not be firm for a while, to not know and to, to truly weigh all the options that we possibly can. And there's, there's something that's, that's, for me, inherently uncomfortable about not knowing and not being clear or even worse than that saying that something how oh, I really believe in something and then having to look at it later and be like I don't know if that's true actually and maybe I need to see it from this other perspective with a lot of the work that I've done in learning about integral theory and, and the work I did last year becoming an integral facilitator what I learned that that is most valuable to me, I think in every context, like it's valuable in work and it's valuable in my relationships, is my ability to embody different perspectives. So in, in facilitating a conversation, I feel like this is pretty easy, actually. It's just being able to look at every single person that is in a conversation and just see what they're trying to say. And And that's the problem is that when we can only hold on to who we are as people and, and the unique way that we see the world, which is beautiful and necessary. And I'm glad we all have like our own personalities. Um, we, but we, we miss out on how someone else can see something differently. And if we're doing that, then we're missing out on our ability to change our perspective and to shift and grow. So when I'm, when I'm, in a conversation and have this sort of great bird's eye view, I'm, I'm looking and I'm like, what is it like to be that person in this moment? I'm like, oh, they're stressed. Like they have three kids and that's, they're trying to figure out their job. And of course they're not going to speak to their employee nicely because <laughs> they're just like, want something done. And that employee, man, they, they want to please this manager so much and they don't know how, and it's super frustrating for them. And I can see both of those things. And I'm like, well, what do they both have in common? oh, they both want to do a good job and they both feel like they're kind of falling behind. And like, can we relate on that level? And anytime I'm in a conversation these days where there feels like there's conflict, that's what I'm trying to do is like go beneath the surface and just really be like, okay, what is the emotion that we're dealing with here? And we're, if we're triggered in the conversation, it's probably the same root relationship or root emotion and we just, we need to like get past all the things on the surface that feel like 
they're oppositional to one another, even though they are, but underneath it all, it's the same. And if we can hold the heart of what the sameness is, then the oppositional stuff actually doesn't become a hindrance. It becomes, I think, a, a beautiful thing to have diversity. So that that's really great when I'm doing it for other people. <laughs> but when it's, it, for me, there there is something that's really uncomfortable about stepping out of my own perspective. And, and I've been feeling this in this decision I'm trying to make um, around which way I want to take my business, what I want to do with my book, is my desire to stick with the the victim role in things and that's the perspective I want to take is that like I'm doing it right and there are a lot of forces out there in the world and these big oppressive forces of sales and marketing and 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 I feel like I have to sacrifice what I really care about and and it's just putting me in this choice paralysis right now where I'm, I'm like I what I care about in this work is that it feels real to me and that it feels like every relationship that I'm in with one of my clients or even you, dear podcast listener, listening out there, thank you for listening. It, it feels like there's like a real connection that's happening here. And I wouldn't be doing this if it didn't feel like real. And the, the languaging around all of, all of this stuff is sometimes limiting to me in terms of like how to actually put that message out there and um, earn a living doing this in that way. And so I've, I've been noticing this in myself lately, this like wanting to be a victim and I, and I've been feeling really stuck on these next steps. And I know that the solution to it is to step out of the role of being the victim and to, to really look at all the cards on the table and to look at like what is underneath all of that. And I think it's the desire to evolve that we all have. We all want to grow we all want to do well. We all want to be safe. We all want to be secure. And that's the same as like big marketing email servers that feel uncomfortable for me to use sometimes. And it's the same for me of just wanting to like have the work that I do go out there in the world in the way that's best effect, most effective. So I, what I'm hoping <laughs> to be relaying is that if we're in choice paralysis, in our lives, like we can't make a decision or we feel really boxed in or limited by a situation. My guess is, is that we are too much embodying one perspective, meaning that like, I can only see it from my perspective. I'm right. They're wrong. End of story. Trust me. As I say that I'm like, but there are so many situations in the world that feel so much that way. Like the patriarchy, it's wrong. I'm right. And the problem with that is that it will never change unless I can change my perspective and really understand it. And it, it honestly is like the, the biggest block I feel like I have in my life is being able to understand the perspective of, of more oppressive forces out there because it feels so, so wrong to me. And yet, like, you know, if I really am honest with myself, I get it. Like, I, I get what it feels like to be threatened and to want to get more control in those moments when I am threatened. Oh my gosh, control. Yes, I, I do understand what it feels like to want to control other situations and other people. And even though mine is like maybe a little seed that's in there and the, the ones that are out there in the world feel like these fully watered huge trees, it's the same to me. 
because the cool thing is, is when I can get it, then I don't close myself off to it. Then I can sit with it and understand it and listen to it and maybe come up with a different solution. And I, I really have no idea where all of, of this self-care work is going. I started my business thinking that I was helping people get a better night's sleep, which happened. And that was really cool. And, but what happened was the rabbit hole kind of opened up and, and I realized that this could really help people, um, heal their relationships with themselves of who they really are as people. And then they could go out into the world and really be in relationship with other people and working together, we could change culture in some way. I really believe in potential for cultural change because it happens all the time. Which is that we have to be conscious of, of who's narrating the conversation, what vision we're being sold, and to really trust our own voices within all of that. Because as as a culture, we can't we can't start with changing the culture itself. We have to start with individuals and each of us making the decision to trust ourselves, moving forward about what we think is is really right for ourselves. And then once we move forward together, enough of us as individuals making a change we can make a bigger change as a culture and it might take another generation, but I, I feel like, okay, if, if I'm here and I can see this the best I can see it, let's do it. And, um, I, I hosted a screening for a documentary called embrace. It's a body acceptance documentary and it, uh, it, it's made by this woman in Australia. Her last name is Brunfit. I'm like blanking on her first name right now. Taryn Brunfit. I think that's her name. She's awesome. And so honest about her experience of, of learning to love her body and being a mother and wanting to really empower other women. We had 125 tickets sold at almost full movie theater of, of great women and men. Thank you for coming then. That was awesome. And a panel discussion afterwards where we really got to be honest about why is it so hard to like love our bodies and why does this conversation feel so oppressive sometimes? We walked out of the movie theater that night. I felt a shift. I felt like, okay, well, this is a different conversation. We have a different, a different way of orienting. We saw a lot of perspectives embodied in this documentary. And from there, we can free ourselves a little bit more. But it's not like, do I eat the croissant or not eat the croissant? It's like, hmm, <laughs> let me just like go under a little bit more of like, what is this? Oh, it's fear. Oh, it's control. Oh, it's all these forces that I'm trying so hard to free myself of in the world and then underneath it all it's like I'm still trying to control my diet so much or the way my body looks and that if I can just embrace it the 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 difficulty of making a decision the way that I can get stuck and maybe see the intelligence of of what's good about choice paralysis which is that it does make me slow down so I don't make these hasty decisions and I can really consider and look at where I'm limited in my perspective, whose who's, uh, perspective I'm not able to see. And if so, what, why is that block there? And, and what I see is when I, if I can't see someone else's perspective, it's because something in me doesn't want to see that in myself. So it's like, okay, I'm oppressive. I'm controlling. And there's such a freedom in just saying it. Yeah, I'm totally judgmental. Like, And I'm also, you know able to hold space and, and be accepting. And I, and I think that's how the polarity of it all really works for me. It's like, until I can truly hold the parts of me that are controlling and judgmental and insecure 
and cannot make a decision even about where I want to eat for lunch and have to go back and forth 10 different times on this, like then I really have no space to hold for acceptance and for confidence and for clarity. And the cool thing is in, in the polarity work is I don't think we have to like really search that middle path out and just hold our ground there. I think just being able to understand that the, what we're running from has value the other perspective, even if we don't want to live there forever, that there's an, there's a wisdom and intelligence to everything if we look for it and we don't push it in the extreme. That if we can just hold that along with our, our own perspective, which is like, yeah, we want acceptance and peace and confidence and all these things are beautiful. But there there's a middle path that we find from there. And we don't we don't close ourselves off from other people as a result. And and then I think the the clarity it comes like a thief in the night that like all of a sudden we know and we know from a deep place in ourselves that it's okay that we know what to do and we can move forward and it's almost like the decision makes us at that point if we're willing to hold ourselves in that space of not knowing and and not be too judgmental about the whole thing you know just like realize that it's okay so I've I've talked to you this <laughs> this morning <laughs> as the sun is rising and Pancho is sitting here waiting for his lock because it's helped me. And, and I think that's the way that we help each other is to just share where we're at and hope that some other people in the world are, you know, able to relate. And I, so I wish you clarity today, not from a, not from a, a forced place, but from the place of, of losing clarity of confusion and chaos and, and being able to tolerate that inside of yourself until the right decision can come forward and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that space to myself this morning as well. And to put in a, a little plug for something, I guess this is like the, the marketing piece, is that I'm, I'm leading a retreat to India in the end of February through the beginning of March, two weeks. It's in northern Kerala, so down at the southern part of India. And there's an Ayurvedic center where I took a group last year for two weeks where we spent this time of deep retreat, really, really being in a place where we could take care of ourselves and look at the Ayurvedic system of medicine, which is coming back into balance. So the doctor meets with you every single day. You get specific herbal medications to go on for two weeks. An hour-long treatment a day is included in your stay, which is a, half of it is massage, where you get massaged by more than one person at a time. It, it's truly a transcendent experience. And daily yoga classes, food that's cooked for you, um, especially for what you what you need for balance. Um, it's a beautiful place we stay in India. Uh, it's actually on a tiger preserve. Don't worry, we don't see any tigers, but you do see lots of wild elephants. The doctor and the people at the center are some of the most amazing people that I've met in terms of just like spiritual clarity and giving. And I've, I felt so happy and at home while I was there. I can't wait to go back. The group is forming for this year. I have some, some really awesome people who are signed up, and I want to bring about three more. So I'm looking for you out there who needs a retreat. You can look at Self-Care with Gracie if you just scroll down on the main page to the workshops area. You'll see a link for it. I'm happy to um, have a conversation with you about whether or not it would be right. And it's uh, it's if you do think it's right, though, it is, it is truly magical experience. So I look forward to sharing more about that with you. Thank you for listening to me. I hope you have um, a, a, a both a chaotic and clear day in the place that you can hold it all for yourself.
So thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Take care of yourselves. Hi, this is Gracie with Beautiful Life Self-Care. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I hope you learned something new. If you want to connect more, then visit me at selfcarewithgracie.com. There you can sign up for my weekly newsletter where on Wednesday afternoons, I'll send you more self-care practices, more inspiration, and more opportunity to connect to a community of people who really care about really good self-care. Also write me if you have any other questions or if you have ideas for future shows. My email address is selfcarewithgracie at gmail.com. Thanks a lot. And remember, keep putting yourself first and everything else will fall into place.